call is now being recorded. So this is, I guess, part two of uh, my our, our our podcast interview with Adam Weinrib. Um, yeah, what the hell is this name of, um, attached to this? But uh, we're just going to talk some sports because we're both sports lovers. Um, yeah, this is I'm Aaron Nam um, coming at you from uh, from LA, sunny LA, and uh, Adam, you're our in. Uh, yeah, what's up, uh, Adam Weinrib coming at you from uh, dark suburban New York. Uh, it's dark outside. <laughs> Yes, and uh, and we're talking on the phone, so there, there's sometimes a delay between uh, between our two um, mics, I think. So apologize for any uh, weird sound issues that that come up. Um, hmm. but, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't apologize. I don't apologize at all for that. <laughs> really, it's kind of a good weird cop, bad cop. So, uh, Adam is clearly the bad cop. Oh yeah, I'm the worst cop in uh, in Connecticut. So um, so yeah. Um, but, but we're going to, we're going to talk about some, uh, we're going to talk some sports. So, um, Adam, um, mm-hmm. off, uh, you, you want to, you want to talk some Lakers, uh, my favorite Yeah, team. I feel like we, we have to. Probably not. Yeah, we have to, we have to. Um, so, uh, so if, if in the future, anyone is listening to this podcast and has no idea what happened in the last, uh, week or last few days, uh, the Lakers just acquired, um, the second coming of, uh, Superman, the great Dwight Howard. Um, just about just about the same player that they won three championships in a row with not a decade ago. Yes, um, they have essentially yes. recreated that team. Um, yeah, and can you can we just talk about how lucky Kobe is to have been able to um, played with? You know, if you count Powell, three of the greatest um, centers of his generation, really of his playing time, um, between him, Shaq, Powell, and, and Dwight, that's pretty damn amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, can we talk about a little bit uh, about how lucky everybody is on the Lakers? I mean, Kobe Bryant got to play with uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Pau Gasol, and Dwight Howard, um, and he's still got a good shot winning another title, honestly. Uh, Steve Nash went from a decrepit Phoenix team with probably the worst four starters in the league, plus Steve Nash, to just an unbelievable run-and-gun offense now that he has a million options. Um, Pau Gasol went from being traded twice to remaining on the Lakers. Are you kidding me? And Jody yeah, Meek gets yeah. to live in L.A. now. So yeah, the, the Jody Meek signing. I mean, did you see how much money he, he took? Like, a huge pay cut. He's he's taking three million over two years. And I honestly, yeah. I would do that to come play with his team. I would do that. I would I do that Jody too. Meeks. I tell you what, I as you know, I'm a Laker hater for sure. Um, yeah. The is throwing me into a, con- a crisis of conscience because I have uh, I hated the Lakers very much. Um, and I hated Miami, and I always told myself that I would root for Miami to beat the Lakers if they ever met in the finals, um, just for the sheer fact that I hate the Lakers more. Um, but now, Steve Nash being thrown in the mix, uh, somebody who I'd love to see get a title, um, and I just saw Miami win one, and I think I'm going to root for the Lakers if they match up in the postseason, which I think most people expect they will at this point. Welcome to uh, welcome to it's not the dark side. Welcome to the to the good side, Adam. Because uh, yeah, you almost got you almost got dark side. That almost happened. Trust me, it's gonna add years to your life. You're gonna be a happier man. You you know how to do this because you're also a Yankees fan. Um, but I was gonna, I'm gonna say, say yeah. I, <laughs> I'm loving how how many um, Laker haters cannot hate the Lakers because of Steve Nash. Steve Nash is maybe one of the coolest no. people. who... Not only in basketball, not only in sports. I'm going to say in the in 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 the world, just as a person. Um, yeah, you know, he's he's just funny. He's at, like I want to be like him. He's throwing like awesome passes. Um, but more on the more on the basketball side, I, I just want to talk about this real quick. Um, I know yep. it looks amazing. Uh, our starting five looks amazing, and um, and you know we got 
two previous uh, MVPs and two previous defensive player uh, players of the year, and then Pau Gasol. And uh, Jameson, no? And Jameson, who was also Rookie of the Year. No, was he Rookie of the yeah. Year? Yeah. I, I believe he was Rookie of the Year. I don't know, but he's a uh, legendary North Carolina Tar Heel. Yeah, yeah, and, and he came out in uh, Vince Carter's draft year, but and he was actually picked uh, in, in front of Vince, which isn't saying much, but when they first came out, Vince was amazing. Um, but Pau oh, yeah, was Vince also, was cool. uh, I believe, a Rookie of the Year, too. Um, and so it's it's a stack, obviously a stacked lineup, um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, though. I think people might be, might be discounting the fact that um, – that everyone kind of needs touches. I mean, I, the whole reason that Dwight initially said he didn't want to come to the Lakers was because um, Kobe, a, a legendary or a mythical phone call, which has now been um, confirmed to be true, that, that when Kobe called him in the middle of last season when the Lakers were talking about trading Bynum for, for Dwight, um, that, that Dwight – apparently uh, Kobe told Dwight that, uh, that he would be a great third option after, mm-hmm. after Kobe and after Powell. And that apparently pissed uh, Dwight Howard off. And as we know, he that's why he wanted to go to the, the Nets to a certain extent and all that. Um, so I, I I hope I hope that doesn't cause any problems because even with Nash, who also needs the ball in his hand a lot, um, you know, obviously Dwight will be getting really easy looks. But, it, it, you know, Powell needs his touches. Dwight needs his touches. Nash needs his touch. Well, Nash needs to have the ball in his hands. I don't know if he needs his shots. And then Kobe, of course, needs yeah. his touches. So, um I, I don't know if, if, if there's that element, and uh, I want to hear your, your take on that, but I also want to talk mm-hmm. about how, um, on the other side, uh, we have Nash, who um, who likes to kind of have a freewheeling um, type of basketball on offensive end, and, and on the other side, we have, we have Mike Brown, who very much likes to have set plays. Um, he's very mm-hmm. much a defensive coach. Um, I don't know how our transition D is going to be because we're we're pretty slow and and Nash is never and point guard supposed to usually play safety valve and get back on D but Nash is usually deep in the paint uh, but maybe with Dwight down there he can kind of play more on the on the perimeter but you know we're not necessarily a quick team and we saw in the in the last um, finals that really uh, the league is moving more towards this young quick transition type basketball you know if you just look at the two finals teams that's the Thunder and and the Heat that's basically what they were so. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, yeah. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Well, happening? I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, once again, with all these, uh, you know, super teams and all the sports, basketball, football, baseball, um, they look insane at, at first glance, but as always, they need to temper your enthusiasm just a little bit. Um, I mean, first off on the Mike Brown front, on the more technical end of things, you know, he's a defensive minded coach and we've seen him have to coach a team with the superstar mentality before when he was uh, LeBron's coach on Cleveland and he let LeBron run the show towards the end of the tenure. He compromised his own values and where did that get him kind of fired? And I've got him on ESPN, you know, analyzing the Monday night basketball games. So, well, and, you know, but it also got him to coach the Lakers again. You know, there's something to yeah. be said for that. And, <laughs> not, not a terrible bad thing. If I'm Mike Brown, I'm, I'm you know I, I just went from Cleveland to to Bristol to L. A. with five five Hall of Famers. Uh, but that's that's yeah. point. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. The point is that no, no, no. he he coached LeBron and he didn't do a good job there. Yeah, it got him to a good place. But I mean, we've seen him you know waver a little bit and throw him off the team a little bit. I, I mean, I have faith in the coach's team. But what I'm really saying is that. Um, you know, this Lakers team on paper looks amazing, but you see these super teams, and they, in, in recent years, every single one of them has needed an adjustment period. You know, even Miami, what, their first season they made the finals, yes, but during the regular season they were hardly overwhelming like most people thought they would be. 
the 2011 Red Sox went on to be the most hilarious team in all of professional sports history. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles one year earlier, uh, people were talking oh, them. Oh, that was a team. You know who did every team? But every team that wins the offseason, every team that wins the offseason needs just yeah. a little bit of time to gel. Interesting. Yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Even looking back at the uh at the Lakers the O four Lakers when we had Peyton and uh Malone sign on. And even though they yeah. were in their winning years, it was still, you know, they, they were obviously the winners of that, that off season. So you, you think it's gonna take at least a year? Well, I mean keep in mind I'm taking like the most pessimistic view possible, you know, just to just to be that guy. And this is obviously a great yeah. bunch of players. Um but if you're gonna look at it pessimistically, it's that these teams do take some time to gel. Generally, this is a team with a ton of offensive weapons. Dwight Howard's going to obviously kill on the defensive, and that's probably where he benefits most. Um, but the, the thing is, he technically, his contract is up after this season. So you worry a little bit about the team not gelling properly, and then suddenly Dwight Howard didn't enjoy his time in L.A. at all, and it's time for him to go. You know, this is, once again, worst-case scenario. I don't think this is going to happen. But just in case enthusiasm needs to be tempered a little bit, if I've got people shoving Laker flags in my face and, you know, waving them and spanging me with Laker flags, just it, it's check just something to be considered. I, I might have sent a, a nice package and, and mm-hmm. my include You smack me in the face with Laker flags? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. That might happen. Um, no, I, I hear that. I hear that. Um, and, and to be honest, as a Lakers fan, and, and I'm a constant uh, uh, pessimist as well, and I just, you know, every time with sports at least I – I try to play doubles advocate, and, and I feel it too because um, Dwight. I mean, he he loves LA, but uh, from everything I've heard and, and read, um, but you know, he's been living out here for the past four months uh, after his you know back surgery and needing to recover. But yeah, he's got um, that. that all being said, <laughs> that all being said, he actually said like he's not going to extend until the end of the season, which you know after the last CBA makes sense to do for a free agent, uh, unrestricted free agent. But I mean. The Lakers have to – I'm betting that the Lakers had to have known that they can convince Dwight to get here. And, and after everything yeah. Mitch Kupchak has done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my faith in, um, in Mitch. Um, but I know Kobe can piss off teammates. He's very good mm-hmm. He's very good It's been documented. Um, yes, it has been documented. Um, just, just type in Andrew Bynum rant, uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> that's that's one of my yep. my scariest moments in my because we were talking about trading Bynum for Kid. It was uh, that was the worst. Um, but yeah. I also think that Nash is one of the best teammates. So hopefully that can um, that can really offset Kobe's kind of negative points. Um, yeah, I think Nash. I, is I, I really genius. think this. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And I really think this this rests in and as in all things Lakers, it really rests in in Kobe's hands and not so much on the, on his abilities, but more on his intangibles. If he decides he wants to be, uh, you know, alpha dog and he needs to score to, for this team to win the game, win the, win every game, we're going to have issues. But if he realizes he can very much be like a, like a, like a, like a DH, really like a DH, Kobe, like Nash decides to run pick and roll on the, on the right side with, with, Dwight, while Kobe's on the weak side, and, and they they double team down low, he can kick it, and Kobe's got wide open shots all day. If he if he thinks that that's enough, it's going to be dangerous. But I don't know how Kobe's mind can can be like that. Does he want that six ring bad enough? I don't know. Like, Which I, I, I think, think he does. does honestly, he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's more just like does he connect that with the fact that he has to take maybe a back seat 
and exactly. And I, I think he I think he does connect it. The question is, how long does it take him to connect it? Yeah. Because I mean, we've yeah. seen him. We've seen him before. You know, just being out of his shooting out of his mind, just as he. He seems to forget every year for at least a couple game stretch that maybe at this point in his career he needs to take a step back. If you put Kobe in that Metal World Peace role of just feasting off the open looks, he's, he could come in second in the league in scoring again. I mean, behind Durant. I still think Durant's the best yeah. scoring in the NBA, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. But just getting Kobe open looks all the time, it's going to be outrageous. He's going to get his share of contested looks, too, and he's amazing on those. So I think once he figures out, he's. He he, 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 no, go yeah. ahead. I know <laughs> that sense is gone, but you know how I feel. Go, go. Sorry. Do, do you realize that he is not going to face a double team? Like it's he's he's entire last like ten years in the league, he's had to face a double team, and, and he's been amazing he, on the double team too, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And watch, like, okay, well, okay, barring Meta World Peace, whoever they have at the three spot, right? He can sag off yeah. and and double team Kobe. But then you throw it down to Dwight. Dwight has always faced double teams. He's no longer going to have to face a double team. Powell? Powell commands a double team. Nash? I mean, when Nash gets down into the league, someone has to collapse on him. All four mm-hmm. of those players require double teams. It's absurd that they're all on the same team. There's just not enough defenders on the court at, at, at a given time to be able to defend that. It's frightening. The thing about this team, I can, I can genuinely say as someone who's not a fan, that I am much more excited to see this team operate than I was to watch the Miami Heat once they were formed. Because on the yeah. Heat, you've got LeBron and Wade, who are two very similar superstars, honestly. Um, in addition to Chris Bosh, who is not a superstar, he's just a nice complimentary guy, uh, great basketball player. But that team, it felt yeah. like they were just going to run over the league because they've got Wade running and gunning on one side and LeBron James running at you full speed on the other side. And that's an interesting way to dominate a basketball game, but it in no way entails, you know, the flow and the who gets touches and the where does the defense pay attention to like this new Lakers team does. And I truly am very excited to watch that thing. Honestly, incredibly. I can't wait till they come out east. Yeah. I, well, okay, so it's, it's intrigue there, but it's also – Will the will the coaching staff be prepared to coach this team? It's like almost like I I, I hate to get kind of I don't want to get you know too too graphic on this, but so you know if anyone listening, earmuffs, what would Dwight Howard look like? Of yes, I've wondered that many nights. No, it's just kind of like the the nerdy guy who you know all of a sudden finds himself in a little menage a trois and just doesn't know what to do with himself. I mean, like is whoa so graphic? Ew. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop the podcast. Is Mike Brown going to find himself with just too many, you know, too many beautiful pieces in front of him that he just, he, he doesn't know what to do. Like, there's there's just so many ways he can iterate and ways he can put this great combination together. I mean, like, I'd be foaming at the mouth if I was coach here and, and just watching this, and I'd be, like, like so many different plays I could think of, and I'd want to run this and this and this, and and at a certain point you have to you have to kind of temper that. And um, I just I'm wondering if he'll know where to where where the best um, places are to to interject himself, and where the best places are to just kind of let this team roll. Um, and mm-hmm. maybe it is just really let this team roll, and then um, just coach the defense, just coach the defense. I, I also it, crazy. You know? Crazy that in L.A. it's apparently a common and relatable enough reference to mention a nerdy guy who suddenly finds himself caught up in a threesome. I mean, you show that. That doesn't happen at all. What are you even, what are you even talking about? I got to chuck myself out loud. Way over your head. 
Yep. <laughs> no, I, I got to truck myself out west. That's amazing. I can't wait until I get there and that happens all the time. Come out here, baby. And I Come out here. Throw it out in podcast. I got a room for you. I got a room for you. We can do this podcast live. It's great. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I am coming out in the fall, though. I plan to, by the way. Not uh, for, not for the three cents. Yeah. Well, you know, you and I, you, you got a place to stay over here, so I don't know if we can talk awesome. girl. I'm coming out. No, I'm coming out. I think I think I want to go to a Laker game. I think I'm making that declaration right now. We should probably go ahead and buy tickets. You have to, man. You have to, because uh, well, tickets are going to be expensive, but uh, oh yeah, gosh, you absolutely have to. They're going to be expensive. I mean, trust. Um, I mean, they're expensive as hell for Nick games, and nobody wants to see that team play. <laughs> that's that's New York, though, man. That's New York. Um, oh, the tickets are unbearable. I just read that well, Brooklyn's are going to be too. Um, but I uh, oh, and I wanted to ask: Are you gonna are you gonna make the transition? I mean, uh, now is the time. Now is the time. I know now is the time. Um, what I'm going to say about this is I have, you probably know this, um, but for the listeners who don't, um, I have a weird basketball fandom where I'm a big, I'm a New Yorker, I'm a huge Knicks fan. Um, but I also grew up loving all the history of the Boston Celtics. Um, most of my favorite players growing up were retired Celtics greats. Um, it doesn't make any sense, and I'm not going to try to justify it. But whenever the Celtics and Knicks are not playing each other, I will root for both teams. So I don't think I'm going to jump to the Brooklyn Nets. Um, well, I wasn't playing to anyway, but I can't justify it at all, seeing as I, I do have a place to put my face um, in the Boston Celtics. If the Knicks continue to, you know, bumble and operate just as poorly as humanly possible on the ledger of James Dolan, the most incompetent owner in professional sports, yeah. I at least do – I at least can rest on the Boston Celtics, who you know are managed – intelligently and coached intelligently and have some kind of hope every season, even if they have a poor regular season, you know they're going to band together as a veteran team in the playoffs. So I've got, I've got something to watch. I think I'm going to stick it out with the Knicks um, and just hope the players get more likable so that I can forget about the management. I, I love Steve Novak. I love him on Chumpert. I don't love anything else that they did in the offseason except lock up Novak, but I'm just going to keep watching. Well, you know, what's, what's disappointing is um... – is it, it, it's it, what's hard about them is they have they they don't even have likable stars. I I, I can't say no, Melo and, and Amari are likable stars. Um, but yeah. you know what's interesting? You bring up Boston, and to be honest, as a Lakers fan, I'm up until well, I still am concerned about Boston because um, they made some amazing signings, like under the radar. Uh, Courtney Lee, mm-hmm. like Jason Terry signing was amazing. Um, Jason Terry, great they're, they're, yeah, I mean that was the perfect replacement for for Ray Allen, um, and even mm-hmm. he might be even better because he can get into the lane and he he's a little more rational than than Ray Allen is, um, and doesn't require as many screens um, as as Ray Allen. So they don't mm-hmm. just need big bodies down there. Um, and refining KG, I mean that's a they're really they really upgraded. I'm going to be completely honest. They they upgraded. Not only that, Jason Terry. <laughs> Have you seen his latest tattoo? No, I have not. Did he get a Did he get a Celtics NBA championship trophy? Because that works every time. That's yes. one for one, one hundred percent guarantee. Yes, he did. I, I will send. Oh, that's awesome! Yes, that's awesome! I have no idea. Way. I'm so for confident about the NBA season now. That's awesome. On his leg, um, Okay, let, let me run back because I, I did a little research and I, I found out the numbers for the Lakers because it blew my mind how much money they're spending because they're paying mm-hmm. 130 million dollars for their 2012-2013 team. Um, so yeah. okay, so looked it up. Um, the Lakers' current salary after signing Jody Meeks is roughly $99 million, um, with still one more spot we have to – well, we don't have to fill, but one more spot open. Um, so, you know, so that, you know, rounding up, it's gonna, our salary is going to be $100 million for the next season. Um, and then yeah. under the new tax system, 
uh, Lakers were paying like 30 million in taxes, bringing the cost up to 130 million. Um, and then, uh, and then that's, that's over the salary cap, obviously, which is at 58 million. And, um, well over, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, well over twice, twice the amount over almost. Um, and, uh, and the next, uh, the next, uh, I think over twice the amount the, the, uh, the 20 other teams will pay in, in salaries that, you know, that's just unreal. Like 20 other teams will pay in salaries as of now. Um, mm-hmm. and that's, that's a lot of money. And with the new luxury tax, what, what happens is, um, I believe every dollar you're over the luxury tax, eventually, I think in the next two or three years, it's going to be three times um, as much you have to pay into the luxury tax pool. So let's say you're, you're 10 million over the luxury tax, you're going to have to pay $30 million into the luxury, luxury tax pool. Um, I just, this money, this throwing around money is, is unreal. Like they, it, it's really turning into kind of a, um, a, a Yankee situation. And, and as a, yeah, I don't know if I'm, it's hard to really, you know, it's hard to really like that, but at the same time, it's like we have a we have Dwight Howard, Nash, Kobe, and yeah, the same team. That's what you ultimately so, feel like um, as someone yeah. as someone who's born a Yankees fan. Um, I mean, it does yeah. make you uncomfortable. Um, you think about it, and you yeah. think, man, like why, why me? You know, like why everyone hates me, and they have good reason because we have three times as much salary as any other team. Um, it does make you a bit worried about the NBA if a team like why even have luxury tax if a team can go double plus on the luxury tax yeah. with no fear, you know, like they're going to be penalized, yeah. but they don't even care. Um, and that does yeah. worry you a little bit. Um, you see the Yankees even scaling back their payroll. They want to scale it back under the luxury tax threshold by 2014 is what they keep saying. So, I mean, I guess uh, there's increased parity in baseball. This has become a crazy discussion that I'm talking about now. But there's increased parity in baseball now, the second wild card. You know, team, all teams are really in the hunt right now. You know, in baseball, yeah, just- every single team is competing for a playoff spot. It minus like two or three, which is amazing. And in the NBA, it's just not like that right now. Even with a luxury tax, you've got three or four teams that say they could win a title this year, and I can't think of any others. It's it's really you know it's it's tough. It's tough to see that, but um, and it's interesting that it, it's it's kind of always been like that. I mean, you think back to the '80s, um, you think back to Magic Bird, and even like Isaiah I, or with his Pistons, and you think now nowadays it's it's been the Spurs. It's been um, the Lakers, it's been the Celtics, and, and now it's going to be Miami, it looks like, and the Lakers. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, it's off the premise and Sacramento. of David Stern believes. Yes, yes, them. Them. Which, okay. I, what are they going to uh, Whatever, I don't That's That's yeah, a head scratcher. They're not a real team. No. They're, they're, they're that's a head scratcher. I mean, they were, they were good. Okay, I don't, I don't really want to talk about the Kings. But, <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. With, with all that, I, I'm curious because um, – I think it's David Stern's idea that it's better to have a few really awesome teams um, in in various mark in really big markets, um, and that's because honestly, basketball has never been more popular than it is now. It is no, he loves it. So yeah, and and you look at the opposite, I guess, and, and you think of the most the league with the most parity in the NFL, which is the most popular league in sports. But can you really yeah. see the the NBA operating on a on a more um, level playing field. I mean, I no. be so weird. Yeah, and also no, I, players have way more power in the NBA, um, and I don't think they're going to lose that power compared to the NFL. I don't uh, to dictate. Yeah, I mean, we had a, we had a lockout, and it didn't it didn't happen. 
you know, we had a lockout and the players are still dictating their own fates and choosing what cities they want to play in. Um, luckily, New York seems to be one of the, I mean, despite the fact that we're doing everything wrong right now, New York seems to be one of the few cities where, where players actually want to go. Um, crazy that they haven't been able to take advantage of that in any way, shape, or form. We'll see how the future progresses. Um, it, it, it's got to be disheartening, though, if you're in the Midwest, um, that you buy season tickets so that you can see the Lakers and Celtics and Knicks come in to your city. You know, that's like you, you come out and you wear your jersey, and then you buy, like, an eight-game plan so that you can watch the best teams, and then you go home. Um, yeah, but and, and I mean, now, there, there's more talent. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll talk. <laughs> um, but but I was just saying, even with a team like um, like Minnesota or um, or who's another like a darling team that did pretty well. Okay, I'll, I'll just go with Minnesota last year. Um, yeah, know, they were great last year, and they had a really strong season. But I'm going to call it now. Like, their stars aren't going to want to stay in Minnesota. Caleb, he signed an extension because that's what you should do as a, and when you're coming up with your first contract, your first big real contract, you should extend after your rookie contract. Um, but he's going to bounce after his four year deal. I, I get, like, Caleb's guaranteed. Caleb is so Hollywood. Caleb grew up in yeah. Hollywood. His father is, uh, like, he's related to the Beach Boys. He went to UCLA. He's yeah, playing for the Lakers or the Clippers. That's just going to happen. Yeah. And, and even that, I mean, even, uh, even like, Chris Paul, he didn't want to stay in New Orleans, but he did everything for that team. Like, he was the face of New Orleans for a while, but he did not want to stay there. It could be debated it was because the team sucked, but I think it's more – that was in, in, in conjunction with the fact that he did not want to be in New Orleans because if you look at the teams he wanted to go to, well, they were big cities. Um, Absolutely. And, and the biggest, the biggest two examples that we just saw, the biggest two examples – or the biggest three in the last few years, Denver with Carmelo leaving um, – Dwight leaving Orlando, which is still a relatively big city, but it's not like one of the the biggest. It's not one of the big like four or five. Um, in no, it's just Disney World. And, and, yeah, it does have Disney World, but that's that's kind of it. Animal Kingdom. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Great, great neighbors, but um, but yeah. And then and then the the uh, the big one. Oh, well, okay. I want to throw in Darren Williams also, but then the big one. I mean, LeBron. He his home great. was yeah. in. Yeah, his home was in uh, Cleveland. All his boys were in Cleveland. Um, you know, he knew he was going to get hated if he left. Still, that was, he had enough impetus to leave, though, despite all those things. Um, so, really, I, I, as a, um, as an idealist, I think more than anything, um, whenever the, the the idea of of contraction comes up, even though it would never happen, because despite these small market teams, um, you know, not drawing very few viewers and whatnot. They're still making tons of money, which is, you know, mind boggling. Um yeah. so, you know, David Stern would never would never contract. But I would love to um increase the quality of, of every game um by reducing the the quantity of players uh in the league. So um you, you know take out Minnesota. I'm sorry, I'm sorry sorry Minnesota and Timberwolves fans, the, the five of you that, yeah. that exist. Yeah, you're, um, you're gone. Take right. out yeah, take them out. I would take out. Um, I would take out Sacramento. I would take Sacramento, Sacramento. Yeah, come on. Why is that a team? Can we find a team? Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's really, they wanted to get rid of them. They wanted to come to Anaheim. Really, they're trying so hard to get rid of them. Well, the only reason that they were able to stay up there is the city decided they would pay for a new arena and pay the Moose a ton of money. Um, so that's that was what it basically came down to. The Moose were playing chicken with them. Um, you know, and, and this can all be caveated by the fact that Oklahoma City is is doing it right. 
um, and being yeah. able to do that. But how rare well, is it? Well, I mean, Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma City <laughs> brings up the crux of the issue with this whole teams moving around thing, and that probably the only small markets that have really worked over the past, you know, 15, 20 years have been what we've seen in Oklahoma City the past few years, and then whoops, Seattle was also incredibly successful and great oh, at doing yeah. this. So the fact that um, I mean, Seattle needs a team. If we're going to have this small market thing operate properly, Seattle needs a team. And Sacramento, there is no reason Sacramento has a team. And the Sacramento Kings fans, when they were threatening to move the team, did that thing. I'm sorry, I'm getting angry. Did that thing where they show up for the first time in 10 years, and they yeah. wear all their Kings jerseys, and they cry, and they go, please don't leave us, Kings. We love you. And then the Kings yeah. start the next season, and then they don't come, and then they never have loved the Kings. It's a 15 years yeah. to get the well, Kings. Yeah, there were the Chris Webber, Mike Bibby days when the Lakers. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, I overestimated the 15 years thing, but since then it's been nothing. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was that was so rare again, and and um, and and again, it's just the culture. I think it's the culture that uh, maybe started with LeBron uh, of, and or maybe it started with Shaq. But I can only think that Shaq was the only one that did that back in the 90s. But of of superstars really going to where they want to be. I mean, if you look back, uh, this call is now being recorded. Okay, so thanks to uh, thanks to Adam's uh, wonderful phone, we we got cut off there. So apologies for that. Hey, These are kind of things that happen. So um, yep. with with any amateur zero budget uh, podcast, besides the minutes we are zero budget, I'm keeping a thousand dollars for this. Kidding me? <laughs> I'm loving it. Um, but um, but I, what, what I was saying was, um, have we you know of late have we really with Jack and with LeBron hit this age where from now on, no matter what happens in the CBA contracts, just by the sheer star power of, of the players um, and how much weight they carry in the league, um, have we hit this age where uh, where it's just going to be superstars dictating where they want to go and they're going to be the major cities? Because previously it was, um, you know, when, when there were super teams in the past, they were all acquired by trades and by draft picks. M- Magic drafted, Bird drafted. Um, worthy drafted, uh, Mikhail, I believe. No, Mikhail traded. I, I think Mikhail traded, still traded, not dictated where he wanted to go and, yeah, and Paris. Paris, you know, they acquired him fair and square. There was no sort of, um, stiff arming or hard arming by, um, Parrish. Uh, so, you know, it, Bill Walton played for, um, Portland for all those years. Uh, all those things. Blue Alcinder won a championship in Milwaukee and then got traded to the Lakers, um, as Kareem Abdul Jabbar. So, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, I think that's what we're hitting, and it might be due to you know social media and all these other aspects where the fame of these athletes is just skyrocketing, at least in basketball. That I I don't like it, but I think it's what's happening. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh my god. I mean, you see what the media has done over the last. I mean, let's take it back thirty years uh, to the Magic Bird NCAA tournament. Um, like, you know, the rise of the NCAA tournament and all that. Look where we are now with the NCAA tournament. Oh, my God. You know, like, Nash, every game on national television, every game you've got, like, three or four superstars who are picked out at every contest, profiled, you know, features. Look what we've got in college basketball. And then you take one more step back. Look where we are in high school basketball, even, with the McDonald's All-American game is on ESPN. You know, LeBron James got a Sports Illustrated cover at 16. I mean, we were not, we were not doing this in the 70s. To my knowledge, you know, we weren't profiling 16-year-old kids with cover stories calling them the second coming. You know, it's just kids now expect, if they're talented athletes, that they're going to get treated like this because they've been now pampered their entire lives, you know, from a very early age. Um, this is now very philosophical, but, I mean, that, that's what you get. When you get superstars, you think they know what's best for them at all times. 
and they know where they want to be, and they know that no one's ever said no to them before. So, you know, put put me on another magazine. Exactly. And it's not only that, but it's also their crew telling those, them this is the way they do things. It's t- it's like agents telling them you got to create your brand. I, I remember reading a profile on Harrison Barnes, your favorite North Carolina man. <laughs> my, favorite, uh, my favorite North Carolina player. Yeah, I love that yeah. guy. Oh, he got drafted. Big yeah. Anyway, um, he, uh, he was – you know, I, I, the story was about how he was being interviewed about, um, you know, the upcoming season and kind of, uh, you know, how he's been warming up and blah, blah, blah. And he, he just started talking about his brand, quote unquote. Like he has a, a symbol and how the he's out in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, you saw that. You saw that. Yeah. Um, even, you know, even, uh, Davis, uh, Anthony Davis, he's using the Unibrow as his brand and as he should. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's interesting to see that team too. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it's, it's going to transform into something magical, I think. It's it, magical in the sense that there's going to be some amazing teams in the near future because they can get revenue in other ways um, or make their, make their money in other ways. Like Dwight, uh, he really wanted to come out to L.A. because his, he wanted to increase his brand. That's been said to be one of the big reasons he didn't want to be in Orlando. He thought he had met his, met, like his capacity there, and he couldn't grow and, and uh, kind of outgrow his brand anymore. And, you know, he, he came to LA. That's the place to make your brand known. He can do movies. He can do. He can team up with singers and get on, you know, rap labels. He can do comedy. Blah, and he blah, will. Blah, he will. He's hilarious. Yeah, he he is hilarious. Oh man, at the press conference, he um, he he impersonated Kobe when Kobe called him. He nailed it. He nailed it. It was go up and look look for that. I'll send you a link. It's it's great. Um, yeah, I need uh, but he's. Uh, we'll, we'll just come full circle here because, um, you know, we're talking about Dwight again. That's kind of how we started. Um, so we'll just end it talking about that. I just, Man, I just see genius. that <laughs> it just flowed so well. Um, we are and, so good. And I think if he, <laughs> he accepts that he, it's going to be his team in two years, which Kobe has said on multiple occasions. Um, and he accepts taking that backseat role during Kobe's um, last seasons in, in the league, uh, hopefully at least. Um, it's going to be beautiful because it, look at look at the league or look at the team. Um, Kobe takes m- maintains a relatively low profile for for a superstar. He doesn't like doing yeah, crazily enough. And, yeah, crazily enough because he he's always just in the gym working out and working on the game. Um, you know, Nash he's got kind of a public profile as well, but it's so different from the public profile and the persona that that Dwight has. Um, and then Powell Powell's not going to take any you know star power from him. I guess Meta has that kind of. Craziness. Oh, dude, there was a party that I never wanted. He threw a party oh, last night. Um, Did you go? It, well, it was actually go? up the street from me. It was up the street from me. Um, I live on, on Wilshire over here on, in, in L.A., and it was on Highland in, in Hollywood at a, at a bowling alley. I did not go. I drove by it, and I looked at, and I looked at it. I was passing. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I would have done. I would have freaked out. Yeah. I never would have gone. It, it just, it was crazy. It was supposed to be like a bikini and, uh, and, and, uh, board shorts or swimsuit. Yeah, it's, like a, it's and, like a beach bash inside the yeah, like. yeah, it was hot enough here, dude. It was so hot. Anyways, but, um, so again, he's, he's got a, a personality that, that Dwight might have to, might have to compete with. But it's Dwight. He's lovable. He's completely different than Ron Artest, or excuse me, Meta World Peace. Um, and he's gonna, he's gonna be in LA. And we have the weather. We have, the ladies, we have, we have um, the, the the movies, the the stars. He's gonna, I think he's gonna eat it up this next year, and he's gonna he's already eating it, eating it up. So um, hopefully a bright future for Dwight here in, in L.A. He's gonna get so many dunks from Steve Nash. Can you? Can we just talk. He's just gonna get so many dunks from Steve. Nash. It's gonna be amazing. So it really is gonna be amazing to watch. 
Listen, I, I could be that, that fifth member and, and throw out used to, to Dwight all day, um, and still be okay. Yeah. And they could play four on five Man. and still be okay. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it might be where this first year might be a lot of transition though. So, um, we'll, we'll see. There, there are definitely some, that, some roadblocks. So. Can that be a real penalty though? Maybe if you go over the salary cap threshold, you gotta play four on five or just a little bit, like 20 minutes it's, four it's, on five? It should be to some extent, but, you know, what? <laughs> you know what, um, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to predict right now, you know, that NBA TV has that package where you can, um, you can watch, uh, you can pick five teams and get every one of their games. Oh yeah. So I, I guarantee it's going to, it's going to be some form of Lakers Miami and in every package, in every package. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to guarantee. And this is, it's weird because um, because most, you know, like, you know, most people don't like to give extremes like this. I've just been, uh, I remember, you know, when we were studying for the SAT, they said, always stay away from the answer with multiple choice that says, like, always or never. I'm going to throw it out there. Like, every single package sold by NBA TV for this, for this deal is going to include both Miami and the Lakers, just because yeah. they're going to be entertaining to watch. So. Well, I messed up big time. I ordered Charlotte five times, but I think everybody fucked wow. me. Yeah. I remember when you told me that, and uh, you were really happy. I, I really, oh man, I was such a happy, happy dude. Yeah, I, uh, I don't understand why you really like Kemba. Apparently, you really like Kemba. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Mistakes um, continue to be made. I didn't cancel it. <laughs> you just like seeing uh, Michael Jordan with his weird stash and wearing golf uh, uh, golf hats. It's and, goofy. Yeah, it's goofy outfit. He's bad at being. There's no beating around the bush. He's bad at being executive. He's, you know, he's bad at being a GM. I feel bad for him. Um, also, okay, in, in the next podcast, I definitely want to talk about uh, Kobe's future after he retires because I think that's a, that's an interesting thing to talk about. Um, and we also got to talk about the Olympics, which we didn't get a chance to touch on. Um, but yeah. for now, Dwight basketball nba this was fun um it was uh, awesome was a great transition from our uh your totally awesome podcast adam weinrib it's been too long um i always enjoy our, our talks uh thanks for coming on both shows yeah uh whatever this may be and whatever uh, <laughs> the one we just invented yeah i'm glad i was on this yeah, one that we made up it's gonna be great um and uh and i hope to have you on again soon on this guy and uh and yeah so we'll talk again soon all right awesome yeah talk to you soon awesome. talk to you soon later adam. Bye.